Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Bros podcast. We are Two Bros. This is the Two Bros podcast. Welcome, welcome. Uh today is week number 2 of uh, Life at Sea, uh, the series that we've been doing ever since I left home to come to the ship. Uh very eventful uh, uh at this moment we are anchored outside. We're not anchored, we're drifting outside a uh, port in in Germany. Uh we're going to be in on uh, monday morning uh, let's say 2 o'clock and uh, we're a bit early so we're just drifting and uh, well what a week it's been uh, to be honest we did not one but two piston pulls now a piston pull for someone who is not aware of this is the removal of the piston from the main engine and you replace it with a overhauled or a new piston altogether so the reasons why you do this is uh, it can be a variety of reasons one is the running hours are up for the piston the crown the rings or the liner itself uh the other thing can be there uh there's evidence of uh, damage maybe or just a precautionary thing so the reason on this thing is that they had done a uh, an inspection on the piston rings and they found that the coating has completely uh, gone out and uh the uh, uh weekly analysis that they do on the lube oil indicated a higher level of iron so they were uh using extra lubricating oil to reduce that uh, value so it's this is something which has been going on which has been planned to do for a very long time and it was only now that we had uh, uh you know to some time on our hands to actually do it so we did uh, a piston in Gothenburg Sweden and then we did another piston in Aarhus Denmark both these places we had enough time we had uh, about 2 days in port job like this takes about let's say on this uh, man bmw engine uh it takes about uh, 12 hours 14 hours if everything goes well uh luckily the guys were experienced so that um, you know even though we are a bit short compared to so i, I have done this before but uh, on the other ships we had extra people like extra cadets for instance we were a bit short handed compared to that but the guys were more experienced they knew exactly what to do everything went uh, very smooth so it was a, it was a good experience and uh, yeah luckily we had time on our hands so we could work uh, for let's say 12 hours straight and uh, take a break and then resume operations the next day and uh, so far so good everything went well we left uh, both of those ports and now we're waiting for uh, germany we have two ports in germany now uh, bremerhaven and wilhelmshaven i've been hearing different pronunciations for this port wilhelmshaven wilhelmshaven i don't know one of those and uh, yeah once we clear that we're going to be off down south towards spain in algeciras and then across the gibraltar to uh, uh, tangier in morocco and from there we are going off be off to the suez canal and down towards asia that's the plan so far but uh, talking about this week in particular it was a bit of a i remember in the last episode and the last week i was remember i was still a bit it was a bit nervy to be honest because this is like i mentioned a very uh, different ship from what i usually do and uh, somebody sent me a picture of my last ship it was in dry dock so i was i was a bit nostalgic about It was a simpler ship with a simpler time. I mean, I was there for four years, so I kind of knew what what goes where and what is to be done with things. You know, it's a bit different here, where I'm kind of I feel lost sometimes, where I have to ask people uh, how to get stuff done. Even something simpler, like something simple as where uh, things are and how to do simple things. You know, 
because it's different not just the equipment itself the uh, computer system the monitoring system is also different we are used to something called the Econis this is something called cams it's something else entirely Linkso is the maker of the panels and stuff so it's a bit different but uh, it takes a while and now that this week is over I feel and after let's say the piston overhauls were done and the fact that they went very smoothly I, I kind of grew in confidence and uh, you know I now know that I have a very competent team it's reliable uh, if things go wrong people do know what to do they don't wait for orders they don't uh, they know what to do they can handle it and this is something which I think I had to tell myself as well that this is a big ship but I do have a team I'm not uh, handling things by myself that's uh, you know I mean it can get if you're in a position like me I'm a, I'm a second engineer if you're in this position it kind of feels like everything is your responsibility it ends up coming on your shoulders because everything higher every anybody higher up gives you the work and everybody lower down has to be uh, assigned work or monitored but in in the end anything which needs to be done has to come through me in the engine room at least so that can be a bit of a daunting experience but uh, I guess you realize that you are in fact a part of a team and you're not handling everything by yourself so that I think the piston pulls were they kind of helped in a way to be honest I mean it's a very ask any engineer it's a very it's one of the big jobs it's, it takes forever if, and there are multiple ways in which things can get things can go wrong but luckily nothing didn't and we did really well to be honest I was happily uh, you know surprised to be honest and not one but two like I said so yeah it was, it was a good job that we all did and uh, yeah so it's a bit different I feel like I have grown uh, comfortable now I feel relaxed a little bit I'm not fretting the little stuff there has been a change in the top four so I am one of the top four and the other three the captain the chief uh, engineer and the chief officer everybody has changed now uh, we are in Oris they're all Danish except the chief officer who was German they all went home and uh, I was the only one who was carrying on so it's a big change in management and with management the style changes the atmosphere on the on the ship changes everything changes pretty much uh, I've spent enough time with the new chief he seems uh, uh, he seems fine so far and uh, I mean time will tell I mean you can only tell a person's character and the way they are really when uh, you know something some crisis hits so that's uh, let's hope it doesn't <laughs> have it anytime soon and uh, yeah so this week it's uh, it's a lot better I feel good I feel confident I feel comfortable now and I feel I have a good team so I can rely on them when uh, things go wrong uh, we just had an audit as well this week uh, the auditor has left he's made a few findings which we need to go over plan some of these require immediate attention that need to be fixed right away some of them can be let's say put, pushed back by a few uh, days or weeks in addition to that we've also started with the planned maintenance of the uh, of the ship uh, this piston business took a really long time we were basically busy for four days straight and uh, there was no there was no respite but now uh, things back to normal everything's where it should be and uh, yeah we're gonna start with planned maintenance as well uh, it was a Saturday today and uh, it should have been half day which is usually with the custom that I'm used to but out here on this fleet uh, it's Saturday, it's 3 o'clock, it's it's not a day off, it's not a half day to be honest and uh, yeah I carried on with the remainder of my day training the engine cadet uh, on board we went through some assignments, uh, asked her some questions and uh, yeah lasted basically 2 or 3 hours and that's something which I like to do, I like teaching cadets I mean I, I don't like uh, just leaving cadets uh, 
uh, you know, I like to get them involved. And I, once you get that uh, sense of involvement, you do, you are motivated and you end up performing a lot better when you're an officer. I remember I, my training officers were not that good when I was a cadet. But yeah, you do what you can with what you have, I guess. And uh, I'm doing my bit to train my cadets. And uh, so far, I think I've done a reasonable job. But it's still too early to say. It's a long voyage. He's just joined. So yeah, the training has to go on throughout the tenure. And uh, yeah, there you have it. That's the second week at sea. It's still pretty cold outside. This It was sh- it was shining outside. The sun was bright. Uh, it was a good day. But uh, it's still pretty cold. I'm still wearing hoodies and whatnot. But it's still manageable. I mean, I'm glad there's heating in the cabins and there's hot water in the taps all, all day long. So that's a good thing. I do get these weird sneezing bouts every now and then because um, anyone who knows me, I I can't handle the cold. It's just not my scene. And yeah, that's about it. The internet has been decent. I can't play some of the games which I play on the iPad for some reason. I don't know. It's uh, blocked apparently. I mean, this is what you get. You get a good thing. You have good thing like internet and people start playing PUBG and Fortnite and whatnot. And then they block everything. I play something very simple. I play Clash of Clans, but even that doesn't work. It doesn't take much data, but apparently it's blocked. Uh, some people have told me to try VPN and stuff, but I still haven't uh, given it a shot yet. Maybe I will at some point. But there you have it. And uh, yeah, I've developed kind of a routine here for this after, you know post-work kind of a routine. Normally get done by 5, 5.30 is dinner. Till 6, I'm just on my phone reading the news or uh, checking Instagram. Uh, between 6 and 7, I... I do a few courses on Udemy, that's the um, app where you can download courses and do stuff. Uh, so I have downloaded a few courses, so I, I keep uh, watching these videos, uh, it's random stuff. Between 7 and 8, I open up my French textbooks. Yes, I haven't given up on French, I'm still learning. Uh, I've purchased a book called French for Dummies, it's decent, It's it's uh, got good explanations, It's I, I'm understanding concepts, but I think with languages... Much like anything else, it becomes a question of uh, spending time with it and your uh, memory retention and stuff. So even though you might understand the grammar, you have to remember what words and what verbs to use to explain what you're talking about. So that's that. Between 8 and 9, I read a book. Uh, I had purchased two books from the uh, airport. I have finished those two. And I am currently reading a book called We Have No Idea. This is by... This is a guy called Daniel Whiteman. He's a particle physicist and a cartoonist called Jorge Cham. Now, they have a podcast. It's it's something that I've been listening to for years now. It's called Daniel and Jorge Explain the Universe. And uh, they have a book now. This is their second book out. And I I immediately, when I heard it, I ordered it off, off Amazon and I've carried it with me. It's really interesting stuff. Really heavy, hardcore physics. So it's good. Between 9 and 10, I switch on my laptop and I watch something funny these days. I'm watching reruns of Two and a Half Men. It's light, it's easy, it keeps my... just sort of winding down the day, to be honest, by 9. And by 10, I'm in bed. I have... Uh, I plug in my podcasts and I uh, basically drift off at some point. I have no idea when. And yeah, then it's it's uh, time to wake up by 7.30. The first alarm goes off at 6.30. I sleep off a while. Check my phone for messages in the morning. Maybe get like a be a little lazy in the morning. That is one hour which I feel is there to be taken. Either one hour late at night if I start sleeping late or if I wake up early. That's still another hour I can squeeze out of my day some for, for doing something. And 
yeah let's see let's see once i uh you know once something once things sort of settle down once we're away from this coastal when it becomes like a routine after that maybe i will start doing that still haven't hit the gym still haven't hit the treadmill or the bicycle or anything uh, i'd picked up an injury i felt like i had the beginnings of a tennis elbow happening on my right elbow because of that overlap of table tennis and tennis but i feel like because of the rest that i've been giving it it's uh, getting a lot better there were nights when i would wake up in pain because uh, that's just how bad it was but i feel it's getting better and after a point when it gets perfectly fine i'll probably start uh, uh you know lifting some weights maybe and see where see where things stand uh yeah that's about it so things have settled down i am in a better frame of mind a better mood i am uh, i feel like i'm no longer intimidated by this ship which i hope it doesn't give me a reason to because i put the potential is there and yeah there you have it and uh Next few days are going to be busy. The weekend's going to be busy. No, not really. Sunday's going to be fine. Monday's when we have the port, and right after we have the other port. And apparently, Bremerhaven is a good place to go out. I remember I used to come here as a cadet way back. This was what 2008, 2009, 10. Uh, I used to come here a lot. Uh, we used to just go to the Seamen's Club because back then there was no internet on the ship, so that was the only place where you could go and check your. get in touch with your friends and family and uh, talk to people and download movies and what not off torrents i remember that used to be a thing now you can go out and do whatever uh, i was speaking to the chief officer here apparently he he told me this uh, some kind of a polar bear exhibit in in bremerhaven now that's that's something which is going to be interesting i mean how far north do you have to go to find a polar bear otherwise so if that happens if i get the chance maybe i will step out uh, and i was just telling him i've lost the the you know the concept of shore leave because the ship that i was on we used to go to west africa and uh, asia so either way you can't step outside anywhere i mean we used to go out in walvis bay namibia that was a good place to go out and china pretty much nothing you know the the regulations are such you, even if you go out yeah, there's not much you can do anyway so i don't know for the last so many years i hadn't just gone outside and for the last two years we have we've had covid So shore leaves were banned anyway, but now suddenly things are opening up. So I'm like, I'm wondering what do people do on shore leaves now? Like a bunch of guys went out last uh, port in Aris, and they went to they went to a McDonald's, and I'm like, I don't want to do that on a shore leave. But yeah, the options are limited. I mean, you only have a few hours. You can't drink. You can't go anywhere. Um, whether it's alcohol, and where does that leave you? <laughs> I guess you can. I don't know how much of the city you can explore in like two hours or three hours, but. Uh, and that too on foot unless you want to pay for taxis and stuff which is uh, i don't know but that's one good thing about this ship i guess that uh, the ship is so big and there's always so much cargo that the port stays are a bit longer i remember we reached uh, i think we were in aris again where the number of containers to be discharged was about 3400 something and that was pretty much my entire last ship yeah it was 4500 teu if as you know as you recall might recall so the port stays are decent they are a day and a half two days maybe and so we we do get a lot of time to get stuff done and maybe step outside in the evening as well so that's always a plus so maybe i'll go for my first shore leave in a while you know so let's see how that goes so next week uh, looks interesting and then of course we're going to be on our way down to spain and uh, tangier and then all of, on the way across to uh, suez and uh, things are going to get warmer again and they're going to get warm very soon as soon as we cross that uh, corridor down towards south in the red sea so yep there you have it so this is week number 2 and let's see what happens in the future i'll keep you posted thank you for listening bye